welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. And I don't have the script in front of me. So <laughs> let's just keep on going. I went out one spring morning to find myself a friend. Someone I could believe in until the very end. I found myself the devil. He was sitting in a bar. Bought me 15 rum and cokes and then he went too far Now the devil is my friend, the devil is my friend Wherever I go, the devil go, the devil is my friend Guitar! Opportunity offending from the abyss, aka podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. Beware. This is an atheist podcast that will challenge your assumptions and ours too. Three guys, one mic, plenty of opinions, and not here just to preach to the atheist choir. We will critique, ridicule, or poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So so join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you have independently verified it for yourselves. In other words, Google, Google that, that shit. shit. Or ask Jeeves. Out of this baby. <laughs> or duck, duck, go if you don't want to be tracked like Google tracks you. Oh. But it's not as good. Duck, duck, and go. you will duck, duck, go. It will not track you, but the service drop off from Google to duck, duck, go is makes you wonder. Quite like, noticeably. You know, it, is, it, is, it is quite noticeable. And, you, and you know, I'll go to, I, it's my default. Really? And a lot of times it's like, oh, I didn't give me shit. I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go to the board. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> ask the board. <laughs> gotta go to the Oracle. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you just pour there? What you, what you got? I have a mushroom felt kombucha that is fermented from the gas of organically fed goats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're serious or not right now. I wonder what that that smell was. I have no. I have a a coffee stout from Quest Brewing in Greenville, South Carolina, home of Bob Jones University. Oh, nice! Oh, wow! But it's nice. quite it's quite excellent. And I have a Zip Fizz. What's, for what's the name of the brewery again? Quest. 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 A little Brewing. shout out for Quest. Never heard yeah. of that. You have to look for that. It's quite tasty. Quality. And I'm drinking a Founders. Curmudgeon, seeing that we're a bunch of old farts sitting around here. <laughs> no, 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 you're drinking it. We're yeah. not. No, no. So you get to. You, well, you're the curmudgeon. <laughs> you don't. You don't get to pin and that I, on I, us. I wear that proudly. But this is an old ale for old folks, brewed with molasses and oak aged. That sounds good. It is good. So get off my damn porch. There you go. <laughs> and I've got. Uh, I've never had this before. Uh, just actually just took the first sip. This is called 14 Hands Winery. Hot to trot. It's got a horse on it. I've stopped reading the back of wine bottles because they all say the same thing. They, they mention something about mocha and chocolate and hints of vanilla and, and uh, wild cherry. And notes. Um, There's yeah, notes. Always notes. notes always I tell you what, just for shits and giggles here, let's see. It says, this luscious red wine will pique your interest right out of the gate. Are you peak? Yeah. With its color and aroma of ripe berries and dark fruits. It, here we go. 
Flavors of black cherry. I knew it had to have cherry in there. And plum. But it's made out of grapes. They all say the same thing. I don't taste, I never taste vanilla. I never taste black cherry. You have to imagine you know, I taste it. grape. You have to pretend. It, it's wine. It, it tastes like grape. Yeah, like Mitch great. Hedberg joke. I once saw a wino eating grapes. I said, "Dude, you gotta wait." <laughs> <laughs> so I might be able to top your description. Okay, what you oh, got? Yeah, the, yeah. the goat herd poet, while tending the goats on the steps of Abyssinia, Caldi's flute excited a dance among the herd. The catalyst turned out to be the strange cherries the the flock had consumed. Thus filled with inspiration, Caldi spent his day in creative rapture, dancing with the goats. (laughs) (laughs) Discover something unexpected in the quest, Caldi Coffee Stout. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What were they smoking when they smoked that? I hope for the, you listeners that you spend the next hour in creative rapture listening to us <laughs> talk about dumbass stuff. Eating cherries, there dancing with goats. All right, so I shot y'all a link earlier this week about an article I saw. Kind of got nuns on the brain right now. Um, nanocons coming up. In, but not, not the ones in the habits. Yeah, okay? not That's those. Not those freaking kind of me nuns. out there. That's that. a completely different obsession, I Jeff. thinking about nuns. <laughs> <laughs> With NanoCon coming up, that's the Nashville Nuns Convention, uh, St. Patrick's Day. So it is a week from tomorrow. I saw an article that actually came out of Deseret News, which is the the Mormon Church. But a a paper, you know, a quality organization. Yep. And here at the uh, College Heathens, we try to be your source for Mormon news. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, like you said, it was was an excellent, excellent (laughs) article about the religious nuns and the impact that they could have on, on the political landscape. The rising nuns. Yes. So were you? Ex- so when you read it, were you excited about it? Did it make you, like, give you kind of a yeah? It was a little bit of a little bit of roller coaster. It had some really good stuff in it that gave me those hurrah-type moments when I was reading it, but it was tempered with some, some harsh truth yeah. in it as well, too. So were you excited about it from a political standpoint? Are from an atheist standpoint. From a political atheist standpoint. From a atheist that's interested in politics standpoint. That finally we may have a political block, so to speak. But do they consider themselves part of our we? I don't the nuns? Think, I don't think they do. Some do. Some. some do, some don't. But if they are, do you stop being a nun and be like a straight-up humanist, atheist... Like, a nun doesn't feel like they've picked a side. Well, in in, no. in reality, we're a nun also, if we had to serve way. Yeah, survey, yeah. That's, that's know, where it all yeah. originated from, was, you know, what we is your religious affiliation, huh. A, B, none. C, D, right. and yeah. E, uh, none, none of the above. That lumps everybody in, the full spectrum. But they're saying religiously unaffiliated. So yeah. that just means you're not affili- affiliated with an organized religion. Yeah. You could be like on your own. You can still believe Spiritual, in a God. Spiritual but not religious as they, right, as right. they like to say. You could be uh, doing a house know. church. Yes, whatever. You don't whatever. consider yourself part of religion. So, I mean, we're religiously unaffiliated too. So we're in this group, I would assume. No. No, no. You don't want to be a nun. No, I, I'm not a nun, and I'm hmm. not religiously religiously unaffiliated. I don't believe to assign me as the religious re, religiously unaffiliated. Uh, yeah, that that makes me like religious affiliation is the norm, 
and you're not part of it. You're unaffiliated with yep. religion. Like, no, I don't believe in it. And the question, what was the the question that spawned the nun? What was, what religion are what you? What religion right. are you? Right. Are you affiliated? Right. On basically. Yeah. There, yeah. I mean, how about you know, ask a leading another leading. Yeah, question. exactly. Yeah. So that's the problem with a lot mm-hmm. of these surveys is they it's don't like, do the how deep long dive, have you been beating right? your wife? Three months <laughs> well, to six months? Six months to nine months? <laughs> it, it assumes either that's the way it should be, mm-hmm. or you should be that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't see it that way. And the nuns, to me have not from a political standpoint I think I think it's great because I think at least we will vote more together than more often than we would not but they haven't picked a side well, so yeah and to me you know the the question the survey should be are you a secularist you know what I'm saying you know so in other words the problem is that they don't have humanist or atheist in as an option well, how would you ask the question though what because you can't, because none of those are religious affiliations. So, you know, should the first question be, do you believe in God? Yes or no? It's more of a, yeah, but it's more of a census question than, you know, a philosophical question like that. It's, that's where it really originated from is, yeah. is just, you know, from like taking a census of people. If there are none, eventually you're going to be a something, aren't you? Well, I, Didn't I it feel I, vacant? Kind of empty? Well, no, but I'm saying there's there's people that would probably go for the Deepak Chopra kind of, you know, God is everything kind of. Come on, say, say it. The woo? Yeah. Woo. The woo. The woo. Yeah. The woo. Well, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's a large segment of these nuns, I think, that are that, like the Oprah Winfrey kind of. They're everywhere. They're well, all across the map. God, it's, 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 a, it's just a week? shotgun. You know, what? She thanked Oprah. God on a talk show or something did, last did week? She? Yeah, Oprah did. Which God, though? The, the Deepak God or the whichever one, whichever one, you know, <laughs> the God of the week favors billionaires. Yeah. That's the one that she prays to. There's the patron saint of billionaires. But yeah, I mean, so saint so Hope. are are those nuns going to pick a side? I I think there's a lot that are just going to kind of stay in that nun category. What? I don't see that. How many people you know are in that category now that haven't picked a side at all? Ever. Well, if you go to Sedona. They have picked a side. Those are the crystals people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, well, yeah, that's as woo-woo as it gets. But they, they're not believing in, in like a They're not part of a religion per se, unless you're calling crystals. They would still yeah, be under the nun. If that's the case, they'd still no. be They'd still be a nun, though. But That's what I'm saying. But yeah. not the atheist, non-believing community. They don't believe in a traditional God, but they're going to pick something. Or they're going to pick aggressively nothing yeah, like, yeah, like we have. Yeah, mysticism yeah. or you know, something. Right, they're going to they're gonna pick something. And but, we're not doing anything to certainly attract them. But hey, I, those atheists, they got some good beer meetups. Yeah. <laughs> but by well, the that's way, the we issue. do that's get some good beer meetups. We do. Right. We're planning several in the future. Was that it, it's hard to get us together because we don't meet every Sunday morning like the religious do. They're not organized like religion. So to me, this article is kind of pitting the organized religious block, and the dominant force right now is the evangelicals. One of the things that we talked about the numbers in this is that it the, makes up 21% of registered voters are considered nuns. nuns, but only 15% of actual voters. Right, yeah, I saw. The, the, so even, so the regist- even the registered voters. So they're apathetic. There's, there's, even, more, there's even more nuns that aren't registered That's voters. That's because they're younger. And yeah, and if they're apathetic about this, how apathetic are they about politics as well, too? But they didn't give an age breakdown to, to the no. nuns. They didn't, but they did say in the, in the second paragraph that... This was a term that you don't see very often. Secular activists. 
they don't quote many secular activists. They no. quote one. And then a couple down, they use it again. And secular activists will never unify all Americans who've dropped out of organized religion, said David Campbell, chairman of the political science department at the University of Notre Dame, the former home of the first atheist, yeah. in air quotes, <laughs> professor in Miami. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, the guy we talked about on another podcast. Yes. Yes. Same, uh, oh. well, different guy, same school. Hmm. Coincidence? I, I think, think not. not. <laughs> well, see, to me, that's a big chunk of the problem is people aren't defining secularism in a clear way. I, people aren't uh, describing secularism in a clear way or we secularists do a shitty job that because yeah. we're a humanist, we're an atheist, we're mm-hmm. a secularist, we're a... Okay, so how, how would you define secularism? Good question. Because that feels more political these days. Well, to me, yeah, that's kind of the root of it. It's a separation of church and state, mm-hmm. you know, like our country was, was founded on. It was, you know, the intention. Is it's fine to have a religion or no religion, just keep it out of... Politics, or right. you know, Keep it, it can out. influence your politics, but it you know you have mm-hmm. to use logic and reason in order to design your laws. And so, to me, the nuns should, by default, be secularists. If if you're not believing in a religion, if that's not influencing your uh, worldview or your philosophy, then you should be in favor of separation of church and state. Then there's a huge gap there, obviously, and there are places, but even around here, that aggressively try to shrink that gap well, not between just, church and state. Well, not just that, but on the right, they use secularism as equivalent of a immoral person. Oh, it's a slur. It's a slur, yeah. Yes. Like liberal, like progressive. Mm-hmm. Which is why when they use secular activists, that feels like... They're saying rabble-rouser. The enemy. Yeah, yeah. 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 First Instigators. Of all, they have a right to be... Anybody has a right to be an activist. So you're a secular act- activist? That doesn't make you any worse than somebody that wants low, low taxes and no government services. You know, they're activists too. But these nuns aren't with us. and Not all of them. They're not all atheists. Some of them still believe in God. Some of them still believe that a God is necessary for morality. But they're just not affiliated with any particular religion. doesn't say anything about their even their worldview in general. But in terms of politics, which is what this article is essentially about, well, they're talking about voting yeah, blocks or political blocks, power blocks, atheism doesn't really matter either, other than no. I want somebody that bases their decisions on, on science and reason. And, and I think some of the, these nuns, you know, even if they don't claim atheism, I think just a lot of these nuns have just walked away from organized religion over social issues. That's the thing: is these surveys need to do a deeper dive, and maybe there are some out there that do that, that ask those kind of specific questions about, you know, are you just taking a break from religion? Yes. Are you in a house church? You know, so you know, what are do you believe in a god? Do you believe in an interventionist god? Do you believe that God should be involved in politics? You know, which would make them non-secular. You know, you talked about science and reason. What a non-attractive way to try and draw somebody in. Mm. It doesn't, it feels, <laughs> it feels, it feels cold. Yeah. It feels kind of stiff and stilted. And as somebody who is, in, who's in favor of both, I'll just state for the record, yeah. I'm, a, I'm all for science. You're- 
You're on, on board for reason? I am. I'm on team science. <laughs> I'm on board for reason. But so often it's used as like a punch back to people that believe less in science and reason. It's like almost calling people stupid almost. Not that some of the stuff they do isn't. But when they say, you know, science and reason, well, you know, I, don't, I, I get it. But when we say that, are we kind of giving people a noogie, a little, you mm-hmm. know, a little quick face slap? Yeah, it's... Come on, you don't really, really believe that, do you? you know? <laughs> right. You know, right. come on. Come on, seriously. I mean, think about it. Think about Why it. can't you come yeah. over to the science yeah. and reason, <laughs> you know, team? Yeah. Because like, obviously you're not on it. Yeah. Think, think about the story. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make sense? Come on. Who brings a baby? Frankincense and myrrh. Come on, seriously. <laughs> and, and, and no after, diapers? Yeah, no yeah, diapers on. in his After on. that, like, they wrote books about it. Yeah. There were stories about it. And then he disappeared for 20 years. Yeah. Like, he, like, where was teen Jesus? The carpenter? Okay. The least employed person in the desert. Right. <laughs> A carpenter. <laughs> right. Like, 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 what happened to him? Yeah. It's like there should be a narrator. We pick up the story yeah. 25 years yeah. later in yeah. ancient Samaria. <laughs> Due to time constraints, <laughs> we move ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, these three wise men, how far did they go? They went a long way. They were there when it happened. Mm-hmm. And then everyone said, all right, we're out of here. See you in 20 years. Yeah. You know, we don't like sure those terrible t- twos. Make sure or, you, you know, try and raise them great. Those teen years, he's going to be our savior and they, when he grows up. Came from the east, following a star in the east, moving west. I'll just leave science. it at that. <laughs> science on us. <laughs> All right, so so Jerry, what's your resolution on that then? How how do you how do you soft sell uh, science and reason so it's well, not slapping people in the face? Maybe when there's a science aspect to it, like a lot of politics isn't about science and reason. You know, science and reason come into certain things. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, climate change is one where it is pretty much all about science. No question. Yeah. And, and no that's question. something that, you know, we're not doing anything on that. The current administration and the GOP. No, no, not, it's not that we're not doing anything about it. We're aggressively going in the other direction. Exactly. Yeah, we're opening up oil. Um, what was the, the uh, national park out in Utah? Utah. That they opened up about oil. Yeah. He lied about it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going the opposite direction. So basically relying on evangelical theology about we're here to, you know, God wants us to rape and pillage the earth for our benefit. So, you know, is that, is that the direction we want really to go? Is that really what they say? Rape and pillage Well, they the don't earth? use it. That's kind of a, a strange translation. But yeah. basically, yeah, subdue, I think is what they, what they say. Subdue. We have dominion. Subdue, have dominion. We have dominion over the land. Mm-hmm. But that's when, that's when the land, they were the land's bitch. Yeah. But, you know? They didn't and, even know about oil. Back and don't you right. know about rainbows? That proves that God's not going to you know, let the world flood again. So. No way. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just you know, cleaning my hands. He's going to bring yeah, on Armageddon. Done deal. Done deal. You know, you know, no floods. But. I don't know. It feels cold. It also feels obvious. It feels like, yes, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a given. Yeah. Yeah, Let's go to level two of the argument. But in reality, we're running out of time, too. It's like, you know, you can be soft and nice to a certain point, but, you know, like when our earth is getting destroyed. Right. But So what you're yeah. talking about is blunt political power. That's that's because that is the only mm-hmm. thing that's going to change it. Voting out 
the people in power now is the only thing that's going to change it. Right. So if well, the Nazis are the, on that, yeah. I'm on. I'm on. Team well, that's Europe. what the that's what the evangelicals did. They formed together in the late '70s and became a voting Even bloc. They, before that, they yeah. stayed away from politics until they, they're talking about it. It was really Jimmy Carter being a born again Christian that gave that popularity to the evangelicals and got but, them yeah, involved that's in where politics. The religious right started to rise, but it actually started back in in Eisenhower day with Billy Graham, who we. Talked talked about. May he rest in peace. It should be a national holiday for him, by the way. Hey, they're talking about that. I know. Yeah. I know another, they are. Another day off. Speaking of separation of church and state. So evangelicals have been very intentional and very organized about getting voters, getting their congregants to but vote they, in but a certain they have, way. But they also have core issues that burn with a passion for them. Yeah. What, but, what do we burn with? Oh. But... So their prop. So maybe that's in the Deseret News because it's almost like a warning shot. Like the powers that be at the time overlooked the evangelicals, and then they started yeah. to vote as a block, yep. and then they started to amass political power. And are you making the same mistake by ignoring the nuns because the There's issues the next, that connect the nuns maybe yeah. maybe what maybe wildly different. Well, that's one of the things this guy from Notre Dame was talking about is that there's a voting block emerging right before your eyes. But this graphic that they show, the voter turnout for religious nuns, is kind of depressing, though. But they're young, and, yeah, well, and younger people historically don't vote. And, and a good point, too, is the last uh, data they have is 2016. This is pre-Trump. I bet you if you True. took a survey now in the post-Trump years, and people are seeing how important it is to be politically active, that number is going to shift dramatically. I'm hoping. I'm guessing. So the, the other interesting note in this article, they quote the vice chairman, of the Sunday Assembly in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Mm. And his name is Brian Osaurus. Osaurus. <laughs> and I couldn't, I mean, how could you walk through life with the name Brian Osaurus and not have people constantly <laughs> making dinosaur oh, jokes yeah, and absolutely. stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because there's a big th- dinosaur thing out in, in Utah. Utah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. where they that's, found the that Brian Osaurus. <laughs> <laughs> right. They, they found the bones. <laughs> they found it. It's like 150 million years old. Oh, they, but no, God planted them not, there. None he of was the, tricking people. None of the Mormons believe it. No. No. But no. Brian Osaurus walks the earth. And, of course... He's an atheist. <laughs> well, actually, he's not. He's Sunday Assembly, which is an organization for atheists, agnostics, and other secular folks. Nuns. Nuns. No. It's a place for nuns to go no. on Sunday. No, nuns. <laughs> because an, a atheist, for... an atheist has has picked a side. So, mm-hmm. so think about it like college football right. sign, uh, right. signing day. I can, so I can follow there. any college football analogy. All right. So you, so you know signing day where they pull this set, they pull ESPN in and a hundred yeah. of friends and they got five caps. Oh yeah. Which, which hats is the, right. is the 17 which, year old going to put on? Right. And, you know. and the, especially in the South, yes. you know, your day is made or ruined by signing day. In this analogy, the agnostic has picked a hat. The atheist has picked a hat. Even the other secular folk, which, you know, that's a wide, wide right, range of right. people, mm. they've picked a hat. A nun Because they're going, where's, hatless. where's the crystals? Yes. There's no crystals here. <laughs> but, right. Well, okay. you know, <laughs> so my, the religious, I married somebody really religious. I'm going to have to go to church with, with, yeah. with them. So the religious are at church on Sundays, and the atheist... To some extent, or at Sunday's assemblies, and the nuns are having brunch. 
right. or sleeping in late or you know whatever. No, I'm right there. I'm team yeah. none, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donut shops next to Shell. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But I mean, this this article kind of ties into the other article that we posted on our Facebook group page on the slow demise of white Christians. Yes. And so that's kind of what this article is saying, is those guys are kind of on the wane. That was a little older article. That was uh, um, a, yeah, a – it, was, it wasn't too late. It was like late 2017. It was probably about four months. Yeah, but their data here is, yeah, the data is pretty still, old. So. It's, yeah, it's still uh, relevant that white Christians are now a minority. Yeah. And a lot of that had to do with whites leaving the Catholic Church and Latinos coming in to the Catholic uh, – or Latinos coming into the country. Uh, that are uh, upping their numbers in the Catholic Church. At least holding it steady. Yeah. Uh, Among American Catholics, 55% now identify as white compared to 87% 25 years ago. Oh, I told And and by the way, the ranks of the nuns are filled with former Catholics. A stat I saw, there's more ex-Catholics in America than Catholics now. Really? Yeah. Huh. But... With immigration, is that changing? I'm not quite sure. Well, if you're gonna, you know, hold standards to right, don't facts. get off, get off, get off facty on us, Mister uh-huh. Science and Reason. I'm just telling you what I heard. What do I know? I heard it on the right. internet. I'm like you know Donald Trump. Be, I saw know, it on the you internet. Got, you got a tablet? Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the, there is a lot of merit to the nuns or the secularists becoming a voting block of power that can offset the evangelicals, who are the current voting block in power right now. Well, they talked about it working in other countries. But But in our current setup, the Democratic Party would be the one that should be going for... Oh, you think we should be on that side of the aisle? Is that what you're you're pitching? (laughs) Really? (laughs) I'm I'm just saying they should be the ones interested in this article. Mm -hmm. And saying, oh, how do we approach these... Well, just people. just like the Republicans have hitched to the evangelicals, so to speak, which is twenty percent, one percent less. The evangelicals, yes. well, uh, white evangelicals, is twenty percent. Yeah, and yet they're the ones that put Trump yep. into office. And twenty-one percent is not. So you would think that if you could ride one wave, somebody else could ride a different right, wave. Right, right. That, that does. You know, but here's a here's a that. good example of shade or a basically a, a diss written as kind of factual information. Because mm-hmm. they're talking uh, in this article about, you know, again, secular advocates say they're, or activists say they're not on a war path against religion. They just want to raise the profile of the nuns, not attack other religious demographics. Down with that. Mm-hmm. Guy says, we want to normalize atheism for everyday people as well as politicians. Two snaps up for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next quote, though, like faithful Americans, secular people value religious freedom, noting that it includes the freedom to believe in nothing at all. That's a shitty thing to be said about you, and it's a terrible thing for us to say, because when you say that you don't believe in nothing, that's oh, the biggest yeah, religious yeah, yeah, yeah. slur. Yeah. The, the religious people use that as a slur. They don't that believe you don't, in anything. Right. They yeah. don't believe in anything. Oh, yeah. You have no right. beliefs. You don't stand for no something, you'll fall for anything. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So... When it's like it's the freedom of the belief in nothing at all. Yes. Yeah. I want the freedom not to believe in this. what you believe yes. or the freedom to be told that I have to believe in something. But when it says the freedom to believe in nothing at all 
Like, no, no, no. I believe in nobody all kinds of Because nobody listening to this podcast yeah. No, we believe in all kinds yeah. of stuff. There's a lot of stuff we believe in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Believe in nothing at all. It's like, oh, you're vacant. That's where the whole, you, you don't have any morals. How can you go through life believing in nothing? Yeah, better say it would have been you have the choice to believe in no supernatural powers. Yeah, I that believe in all kinds of things. Right. Yeah, I don't I, believe in that, I, though. Yeah, I don't believe in anything s- supernatural. I, yeah. yeah. Just don't believe in magic. <laughs> yeah, don't believe in nothing. Right. right. So, so, I mean, just sit there and just slap right in the face. Bop, yeah. Bop, 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 bop. And who's the one that said that? Who's Who was he quoting there? Our, that was our, Mr. Our Fish, who was from St. Patrick's the, Day. Uh, American Atheist. Believe in nothing at all. No, yeah, no, we should, you no, know what? That'd no. be something that atheists should yeah, that's strike a billboard. from the vocab. That's a billboard. Believe in nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> come to the, come, hey, nuns, come to atheism. We don't <laughs> we, believe in anything. We, yeah. got, we got nothing. No. <laughs> 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 what do you got? We got nothing. Because you were you had a post. I didn't get a chance to look at it, but on atheist memes that need to go. I mean, that would be one there. You know, <laughs> the the thing about the atheist memes is, for me, it kind of goes along with the whole science and reason thing. We are science and reason. Which yeah. We're so much smarter than you. Well, but we, we have our own stupid-ass memes. That aren't And misconceptions Things that we accept as true that aren't or are kind of bullshit assumptions or memes, which are usually there to poke fun at other people. And, yes, we are or can be just as lame as the rest of y'all. Well, and if you're preaching to the choir, that's fine. It's good. You know, we do that on our Facebook mm-hmm. page. It's a secret one. So there's no theists that are creeping on there. You think? I'm pretty sure. Now they're going to try to, gonna try to get in. <laughs> You can't get past the gatekeeper. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, so that's so that's fine for our own. But yeah, I mean, if you're putting out billboards and stuff like that, I think you want to be a little more cautious on on what you're representing. For sure. Yeah. But we're certainly not above dumb memes. Yeah. And sometimes we kind of yeah we can we can act that way. And we need to call ourselves out when we are that way. Except when you're around us. If we get that way, you can't. We're a little sensitive. Just let it go. Yeah, just let it go. <laughs> let us let us be ourselves. So I, th- I I remembered what ticked me off or kind of ticked me off about the science and reason thing. The Krauss response, and I thought it was a good friendly atheist post, mm. kind of deconstructing it. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Right, Matt, uh, so yeah. the first time I looked at it, there were 33 comments. Before oh, I came over here, there were 807. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. And we should probably talk about the actual response. Long. Nine pages. Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nine-page PDF. He could have uh, just said, I didn't do it. You know yeah, what? So well, he I, went through it yeah. point he, for point for point. By point, by ponderous point. Yes. The yep. first line says... BuzzFeed published a libelous story defaming me specifically and by association the skeptical and atheist community in general and bullshit. This is all (laughs) about you. This is not about, you know, you don't get to try to get everybody up in arms because these people have defamed the atheist and skeptical community. No, 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 no. You. You do not speak for anybody but and yourself. By the way, there are the, the warts that you see everywhere else and the warts and the and the and the schism, you know, the the break, you see it here just like everywhere else. But for him to try to do that right off the bat, what's it say? If you can read my writing. 
Nah. Yeah. Nah. I mean, nah. I, I, I was nah, gonna go so at much. it with a highlighter, and the yeah. first line was just like, nah. No. Like, I, no. like right there, you cool. set the tone for this thing. I am not buying it. Well, like, if, if any of us at this table had this kind of issue, does that defame the entire atheist community? Nothing least. Yeah, because you're like the leader of MASH. So. <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah, so the whole thing would go down. That's right. Down, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but that's pretty pretentious. It was all a Ponzi scheme for you to get your jollies. <laughs> <laughs> the money's rolling in, man. But, yeah, I mean, to, to assume that much power is kind of arrogant. Yeah. And if, it, if, it's, if it's libelist... Good. Then, then sue. Then sue. Yeah. 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 So, sue. like you said, it, it sounded like a, hey, everybody, they're picking on us. Right. <laughs> Help yeah. me out no. here. Help me they're out here. They're picking on you. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're in that boat by yourself, and, and, buddy. And you know what? If they're picking on us by default, like, ah, oh, he is a high ranking, you know, well respected yes. member of your group. What are you as a group going to do? Exactly. Like, hmm, maybe kick his ass out. And you see the the response that that came from you know, the American Humanist Association and some of the, you know these other groups that have severed ties uh, with, with with Lawrence Krauss. This, but that, I mean, uh, did they respond after this? I've not seen an official response after this though. I have not seen anything after his since response? his yeah, response yeah. has come out. I have yeah. not seen that they have changed their stance. They haven't made a quote either way. No, they have not come out and said yes. Good thing for them to kind of sit back and not say anything, not engage. Like this, the first. So there's, I think it's broken up into like nine, some nine sections, seven sections. Yeah, it's like nine pages. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a lot of bullet points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, he talked about each each individual. Every, yeah, every allegation issue. was... Mm-hmm. Well, the first line after the opening. For over six months, reporters from BuzzFeed confronted me and others with one false allegation after another. So, basically, they're all liars. All of them. Not like, huh, that that's a weird thing because there's nobody else that, you know, says that about that person. It's yeah. just that one person. In this case, it was decades of this stuff, mm-hmm. and they're all liars. Like, yeah. you know, one couple people, you know, maybe you get an opportunist, you know, or you just get, you know, somebody that's just got an axe to grind forever. Got it. You know, probably maybe given a little benefit of the doubt. Not this. They're all lying, and they all seem to be lying about similar things. Yeah. One big-ass conspiracy. I honestly, I, I don't necessarily buy his response 100% or the article 100%. I believe the the truth lies somewhere in between right, right. the two. And the needle may, may very well be tilting more in one direction than the other, but I don't take either one of them to be yeah, I, I see a kind of a parallel good to, representation of the truth. To the Al Franken is, you know, at least he admitted, I mean, I'm saying that, you know, there were some things that were probably not so true, Yeah, things that were true, but at least he admitted mm-hmm. the things that were true and apologized for those that, you know, misconstrued. I, I don't really see any apologies in here for things that maybe people misconstrued or, or Towards otherwise. the very, very end there was. Um, well, in that, in the, in the or early opening, you know, for somebody who is part of the, quote, skeptic community, here's one line. After they received counter evidence to those specific claims, a reporter stated they would not be publishing a piece at that time. There is not one shred of fucking evidence that, that he follows that statement up with. He says they received counter evidence. Well, show your 
work. Right. You yeah. know, yeah, Mr. The email Science, exchanges. Right. Or... Mr. Science, Mr. Reason, you know, Mr. Skeptic Community, show your work. Mm-hmm. And none of that's there. Right. Just making these making these assertions. Take my word and for it. Yeah. The science and reason thing, like feels like he, he largely has abandoned it. Right. And he closed with, with that argument too, uh, somewhere, where he's talking about science and reason and let me guess. It's be skeptical of all these claims <laughs> yeah. unless they show evidence. He talked about their, their lack of evidence and they're basically ulterior motives. He, he talked about one person who was involved with another source who had an axe to grind. The one thing, I mentioned it in the uh, in Himmett's article that I, I did not know is that they served BuzzFeed with a cease and desist order the day before the article was released. On the 21st, Krauss and his lawyers served them, and the very next day, they released the... Right. So basically, they tried to intimidate BuzzFeed. They tried to stop it. Right. And BuzzFeed said, ha, 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 flipped you the bird. And and released, You you refute this Mm -hmm. because we've got this nailed down. Yeah, we're pretty comfortable here. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what? Okay, you're cease and desist. Go for it, Pretty, buddy. Pretty desperate and pretty, pretty... Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Digging rattling his beers. Um, pretty, pretty Trumpian yes. and yeah, pretty desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, oh, I'm going to huff and puff. I'm going to sue you, and then maybe I'm not. Yeah. But on that same page, he doesn't... Takes him nine pages to say, has my language or demeanor sometimes made oh. others feel yes. uncomfortable? Clearly, yes. And for that, I sincerely apologize. Nine pages, pages in. later. And yeah. that's the yeah. only apology. That's is, it. Is my language and it's just as language or demeanor. Mm-hmm. You know, Nothing I physically like, did, but. And, and consistently, and mm. consistently grab an ass. And the comments on it were enough to yeah. just swear you, you know, like send you to church. Yeah. <laughs> so what, yeah, what percent were like, did you do an analysis? Like how many were in support of him? How many were against him? Because it got, it, it's, it got kind of nasty and kind of personal really fast. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, kind of those yeah. rapid fire, you know, people talking uh, past each other and, you know, making all kinds of assumptions. And it just was, I read more of them than I wanted to just because I wanted to. Like, uh, is this what this, you know, mm-hmm. this is how the science and reason crowd argument argues? And it just was mm-hmm. like, ugh, mm-hmm. yuck. Well, I saw some of that stuff on his uh, his personal, I don't know if it's personal, it's probably his, his fan page or whatever. There's a lot of people that just support him as a fan. Yes. Regardless. And and that's kind of a human thing, I think, where, where people, just, you know, they, they put people on these pedestals mm-hmm. and... I know, like they can this do no person. wrong. God, Somebody can... I don't know is saying bad stuff about right. this yeah. person don't that you I like, destroy and my... they just default to mm-hmm. godlike. Yeah, yeah, and and to me that's kind of a, a thing you have to be cautious in any movement is that you elevate people to a, a point where they are godlike, and you know, like Richard Dawkins would be one mm-hmm. too, and he's he's gotten into some hot water on on yep. sexual. Issues as well. Impropriety. Yep. So, you know, how, why do we give that that much power to these people? How does that happen? Well, he's kind of the he's kind of one of the atheist OGs. I mean, yeah, isn't he? He's, I mean, he's one of the four horsemen. Yeah. I mean, he's well. But how did we get to that point too, where these people? It was what Sam Harris, Dan Dennett, Dan Dennett, Richard Dawkins, and, and, and Christopher, uh, Christopher Hitchens. Hitch. 
Because they all came out with books shortly all after 9-11. Yes. And so they, they're calling that the new atheist because it was like a pushback to, you know, it's like we've come to a point where religion needs to be addressed. Yeah, well, that that's what really did it, right. you know, for me was 9-11. Yeah. I, I was this atheist prior to 9-11 but wasn't active or didn't really. Right, yeah, you're seeing. I, I just who I, that's just who I was. Right. But You were a nun. Yeah, I was a nun. You were a nun. Yeah, but then, you know, people started flying planes into buildings because they're God. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Need say no more. That kind of did it. Let me ask you on the spectrum, the the perv spectrum, for lack of a better term, where where does Lawrence Krauss fall in at? And then I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a, a range. Let's say on one side you've got Weinstein, and on the mm-hmm. other side you've got Aziz Ansari. At wh- where in that range does Mr. Krauss? In in one essence, I think they're all in the same because they use their fame. They have this power. And what's it called when you have like like intense fans? You know, like groupies. Groupies, groupies. is the word I'm thinking yeah. of. Fanboys so, and fangirls. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so you know, it's probably Bill Clinton was one too that that probably took that power went to of his head. His opportunities. And they, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, that's one way of putting. Yeah, it. <laughs> but not not entirely. They weren't. They weren't entirely his well, opportunities either, which is another which is another problem. Yeah, it wasn't just fangirls. But I'm I'm saying you know so there's there's a certain thing where where you become so powerful or you know where you have power over people where you kind of use that or abuse that. So I I would think he kind of falls into that category. Probably years back when he was just a simple professor. Nah, uh, uh, no, I agree with you. But the fact when you say that somebody was a simple professor, okay. those were the days that being a professor would get you laid. You know, so you where, still had a power. Uh, absolutely, oh, yeah, grades, yeah. and, and, yeah. The, and yeah. the power, yeah, yeah, yeah. the power spectrum, particularly between men and women in like an academic setting, very imbalanced. Yeah. And even even yeah. mo- more so in a field like physics, where True. There may just be a small handful, <laughs> if any, more than one or two Back in the women day especially. in the class to begin with. Right. So did he, you know, it certainly sounds like he used that and more. Nowhere in here, in his response, does he provide a motivation for BuzzFeed to take him down? What is BuzzFeed's, because BuzzFeed's not going to make a ton of money on this story. This is this is going to be a big story in the atheist community, but this isn't one of the top 50 Me Too moments. No. You know, uh, of it's the number one, it's the biggest one in the atheist movement. Yes. But BuzzFeed isn't going to raise their stock price by this right, right. long, no. long and obviously meticulous investigation. That's not saying that news people and journalists can't make mistakes, but they obviously spent, and he, and the only reason you know it is because he lays it out here that they, for months and months and months, and I don't believe a reporter stated they would not be publishing a piece at that time, if that's the case, put the quote there. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. got to be a quote. You got nine pages. Pages of bullshit. You could put two lines of a quote there, but there's no quote. So I don't believe. I think this is it. it just nine pages of smoke. But if there are mistakes in it, I'm sure BuzzFeed is gonna cop to them. But so far, there hasn't been a. Re- there, there's definitely not going to be a retraction. There's right, not right, been a correction. Right. right. You no. know, they haven't even said. You know what? We made this mistake, and if mm-hmm. they make that mistake, they owe it to their readers. And I think they're the kind of organization that would do it. We made this mistake. Not under further investigation. We have found out that 
Something, yeah, exactly. Or you, or you had a source say, you know what? I did not say that, or I was misrepresented or misquoted. Where are the, where are all the where are those folks? Mm-hmm. Where are the folks that say I've been egregiously misquoted or taken out of context? Well, he said he had some, and yeah. I don't have I don't but, have his statement. In front but of he me, picked but. and he picked and he was he, he yeah. was very very lawyerly, surgical. Yes, very yes. surgical. Which is why it took a long time yes. to respond. You know, that's that's what over a it was two weeks. Half, two weeks, yeah. It was, yeah. it was almost two weeks to the day. BuzzFeed wrote, Our reporting is based on official university documents, emails, and interviews with more than 50 people. Now, from the journalist standpoint, that's saying we've done our homework. We don't have one guy saying this, right, and right. we've rushed to print with mm-hmm. it. Well, in Hemet Mehta's response, too, and I don't have that in front of me, but he poked some holes in his response. He said that somebody at the university said that he was welcome to come right, back in yeah. time, but that, was but that email was like in a 2011, year and the something. incident supposedly took place in yeah. 2012. Yeah. Right. So me inviting you back to our to the to our, my prestigious university a year before you you know got caught with your dick in the cookie jar, so but, to speak, and, you know changes and by my the invitation. Way, sometimes it's easier to get somebody to GTFO if you say something halfway nice about them on the way out. So that stench of scandal yes. does not completely follow and basically... Oh, you're doing us a favor by going somewhere else? You know what? Done great work here. Mm-hmm. We certainly don't want to stand in your way. Best of luck in your next endeavors. Yeah. Bye. He, he did say that the president of, was it Case? I can't remember. Case, Case Western. Western Reserve University in Cleveland made a, a counteroffer when he said that he was going to Arizona State. That they wanted him to stay and were willing to. But that's kind of assertion that nobody, like there's no way. You can write that and know that Case Western Reserve mm-hmm. is never going to comment on that. No, they're going to stay out of like, it. Like, you could say that. You know, they, they countered me. Yeah. Case West, unless it was like, unless all of a sudden this got super hot mm-hmm. and they ha- they were forced to comment on it. <laughs> There's no way they're yeah, going to, they're going to, oh, that is Looks pretty shitty and dirty down there with you, Krauss. I don't think, you know what? You say whatever you want. It's not going to stick because you're gone. His calls to Case Western were unreturned. Right. We don't have a comment at this time. Mr. Krauss worked here from 2007 to 2011. Any any further information can be found on our website. Right. But now, has BuzzFeed done any other Me Too kind of articles? I, I've not really been a, you know, a, a subscriber to their their blog. Or whatever. I, I they do they do a lot of serious news. I don't know if they've. I I think they have. I mean, obviously they they published a steel dossier. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, and, yeah that's their claim to fame. That, yeah. Well, you know what? You got to have a large pair of stones to do that, and. They did it, yep. and a lot of the MSM dissed him for it, and mm. kind of showed them to be kind of quivering little little <laughs> cowards. There, Buzzfeed showing you the way. This is how you be a, yeah. you know, a media source here. Now everybody talks how about how the Steele dossier is out in public, and not because of you, <laughs> but yeah. But it is, but it is all kind of media criticism, and I kind of forgot about this story until this. You know. He could have faded away, and uh, maybe I don't know. Could he have? No, he uh, had to make he had to make some sort of a statement. I, I think yeah. he had because he makes a lot of money doing the, yes. the you know the circuit and the books and all that kind of stuff. He, he, he's he's on, on paid, he's on paid leave. Well, that's what from he's Arizona trying to, State right now. 
He did the um, the atomic clock. He was on that committee. Yeah. He's yeah. no longer doing that. As as far as I know, he's. I mean, the day that we recorded, while we were actively recording our last episode, he was supposed to be on stage. I think it was Toronto. I may be pulling that one. Or right New out York. Of one of Somewhere. The two, yeah. Yeah. It was one of those uh, where him, uh, Sam Harris, and Matt Dillhunty are going around doing. I think it was Phoenix. Actually, now that I think about it, that they are the live of, on the stage. King, the King's of atheism. Yeah, basically, yes, yes. Yeah, the original kings of atheism. <laughs> Three horsemen. They spend an hour and a half on stage just talking back and forth and then have a half hour of, of Q&A. I bet, they get a lot, I bet they get paid a lot more money than we are right I'm now. sure they do. <laughs> well, hey, we could, you know what? You could come see us, you know, for... Maybe a quarter of the price. Yeah, we got we got, we got a, a futon in here. Right. Seats three, yeah. three yeah. at a time. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a yeah. Yeah, we have a stool. Yeah, you got a stool Four. and an extra chair. That's VIP. That's VIP. Right. You, can you can sit, at, sit the at the table. You're at the table <laughs> with with the host. Right. <laughs> Bid on it today. <laughs> so has he destroyed our community? No, no. he he definitely exposed some. Uh, he's hit some raw nerves though. I mean, I I didn't inappropriately, you know, whatever to anybody like he did. Any more than than a member of Jimmy Swaggart's church was in the room with him and the prostitute, you know. But uh, I, will, I will venture to say that our, react, our reaction to our situation, you know, it would be a lot different than their reaction to one Brother Swaggart. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're sorry, do you need to publish nine pages of stuff? Before you actually before you say you're sorry, yeah. I mean, could you have done this in one paragraph? Being or if if you were, it, it had to have some as long and detailed as the article was. One paragraph would not have have cut it as you know a response. But how much time do you, how much time do you need to, to but say? You, you can apologize sooner than page nine of the nine page mea culpa. No, is it a really a mea culpa? I don't know. It's a mea blama. If there was any thought by him that Mm -hmm. this would keep the gravy train going or he would get his reputation back, I think he was sadly mistaken. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I don't, I I honestly, I I don't see this con or that con or, or, you know, whatever, skeptic, whatever, inviting him back as a speaker. There's no, it'll be interesting to see how some of these folks guys that because they're going to re-enter public life and it may not be for a while but there's some they're not all going to disappear no and it right, already right. It, it is and just pretty, like you mentioned i mean you mentioned dawkins earlier um he had the you know elevator gate and he's not completely at home well part of that was doing his health. yeah he, he's still appearing you know yeah the, not to the but not to the extent that he was right but not to you know i don't know if they they had the same like Laundry list of allegations again. Yeah, he he oh. has a kind of famously kind of salty personality yeah. sometimes. Well, yeah. and his main thing too, I think, was in his Twitter feed is where he kind of responded back to stuff that was kind of misogynist. You remember that stuff? Uh, I do. Yeah, so I don't think it was action. I think it was words that he was... But, you know, how old is he? He's in his 70s. He's late yeah, 70s. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he was from a different time. So you have to kind of give some of those people a little grace and, you know, that they're from a different era. So... I don't... You know, if, if you ever told a politician or you ever tweeted, believe the women, and then went on the comments to say what a bunch of lies this... It does show the kind of trial 
tribalism mm-hmm. in any group. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. You know, it's easy to point fingers, but then when it you know, when it's our guy, well, science and evidence yeah. and reason yeah. and you have yeah. to you have to have Let's proof not jump to conclusions right. here. Yeah, yeah. Well, where's the where yeah. is the due process? Yeah. yeah. Well what's interesting, I mean to me too, because I came from a progressive Christian movement. Ding. 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 You had to get it in there. No, I didn't say mainline. Mainline. I, I saw mainline in three articles today. See? Uh, reading. Yeah. yeah. That's why I didn't make that shit up. Jeff Day. Yeah. It's a real word. Yeah. So in, in the emergent group that I was part of, we had a very similar kind of thing. You know, this was pre-Me Too, but it was a sexual abuse kind of thing. And it was interesting how many people, because he was a person of, of fame, you know, he was an author, he did the uh, convention tours and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. How many people just lined up immediately behind him and, you know. Victim blaming. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and threw his wife under the under the bus. So exact same kind of thing happens happens here. You have people line up regardless what you know what actually happened behind you know the person just because of their fame. And you you have people on both sides. Uh, oh, I sound like Donald Trump there. People on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, Excellent you're you're gonna yeah. Uh, there's good people on, on no both. Yeah, uh, that you, you're gonna have people that believe him 100% and don't believe a mm-hmm. word out of BuzzFeed or the victims. You're going to have the people that believe the victims in BuzzFeed 100% and don't believe a word that he says and a lot of people in, in, you know, in the middle as well. Too, so. so to me, it just shows that humans are not, I mean, especially our own group, is not as skeptical as we would like to, to be. think. Yeah, right. We yeah. And that's, you know, when we had the deep dive we were, with, with Blake. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on. it shows how the brain just kind of wraps it. You, you have a belief in your brain and you, you just take in facts that support that, discard mm-hmm. facts that don't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if Kraus is your guy... You're not going to believe anything that, that takes him down, and you're going to you're going to take facts in like this. Oh yeah, yeah. See, he's he's explained that. Mm-hmm. That's human nature. So how do you fight that? You guys both looked at me like I got some answers. Yeah, you, yeah, I, you're, I, you're the I, answer, Jerry. <laughs> Fix it, Jerry, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make it better. You know, if I think he's I think he's done. I, I think I think I think he's done. But where it goes, that's. What replaces them? Who replaces them? You know. Yeah. Do you think this is going to be something that's going to be discussed next week? I bet it is. At Nanocon? Yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially because consensuality is the kind of the the driving theme of the convention this year. It's Nanocon, but the logo is Nanoconsensual. Hmm. So there's a lot of sex positive talks. So this is going about on. this isn't about ideas, and this is just. You know, this is a, a, you know, something to hide the freakiness. It's, 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 it's yeah. a freak. You're going to a freak convention. <laughs> it's a, it is. <laughs> you're, you're shrouding it in like science, and you know it's nanocon, yeah, and it's, we're going to be talking about getting down. It's a, uh, <laughs> Dr. Dale Ray is going to be there, so you know it's going to, you know, you know, it's going to be sex is going to be yeah, talked about. Sex is definitely going to be talked about. If Dr. Dale Ray is going to be there, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Can't it, wait. it will be interesting because it, it's kind of like the elephant in the room kind of thing. If you dig that stuff, man. The elephants you know, in the room? Yeah. They're better than goats you know, eating cherries, yeah. I guess. But. Dancing with goats in the moon. Uh, there was, there was uh, inspiration and creative rapture. So We encountered no, that I don't, tonight. I, I no. don't think you should mock the goats if no, you, can, no. you can get to creative rapture. That, there could be a creative rapture <laughs> in Nashville. There could be. You know? It could be. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be fun. You got any um, got any recommendations this week? Any shout outs? 
before we uh, before we wrap this thing up? I do. What you but got? I can't remember any of them. <laughs> so I do. I got. I have three things, which is more than more than normal. And Jeff, you don't have one, so one so of these gonna is going to be yours. Nope. And if, right. so, if anybody doesn't like it, they can blame you. <laughs> so there were two podcasts on the New Yorker Radio Hour, which sounds super snobby. But they were excellent. The one was uh, David Remnick interviews Jane Mayer, who wrote the New Yorker article on the Steele dossier. And it's like a 40-minute interview about how she got the interview, what she thought of Steele, what she thought of the dossier before she started reporting, and what she thinks of it now. It was super interesting. But then they did another one about this guy, this English guy, that tried to do a solo walk across Antarctica. Why? And (laughs) you know what? That was, that's one of the, like, they get into his kind of personality. But he also had a satellite phone with him, and he did, like, talkbacks every single day. And he was skiing with, like, 300 pounds of shit Jesus. with him in terrible weather. Oh, no kidding. And they follow, like, his journey and talk to his wife. And Where is she? She's back home? In, in England, yeah. It is March 6th, New Yorker podcast. It's called Alone and on foot in Antarctica. I am subscribing as we speak. Couldn't I could not recommend that enough. And the last one is the Daily. The Daily. I do listen to that one. Yeah. So the New York New York Times Daily on Monday they follow a bunch of teenagers, surviving teenagers from the shooting, and kind of Parkland. Yeah, in Parkland. And they the guy kind of talks to like he doesn't do a lot of talking. It's the kids talking about how they were going back to school and how, like, they tell stories about seeing their friends die. And then they sound like complete, like, just teenage kids Mm -hmm. with these awful stories. We had three funerals that day. Just by the end of it, I was driving to work, and I was just, I was, like, drained. Because at first I was kind of, it kind of, like, God, these kids sound so callous. And by the end of it, it was like, oh, my God, like, the Stuff that they had to deal with. Yeah, you'd be too. You'd oh, have and, to be. Yeah, they're and, still and, processing. And they yes. weren't. Yeah. It, it was. It was them. Just you know, like yeah, trying to be normal. And it's the Monday, March fifth of the daily. It was. Uh, I, I thought it was amazing because it just showed you a different side of it. And like, not that we've all moved on, but mm-hmm. you know, there's so many other. Crazy ass things. Yeah, that we are can't. In the news move, every day. We can't move on beyond that one. No. Yeah, that's. Well, something. we'll see. I'm skeptical. Uh, uh, give me the evidence. Yeah. yeah. All right, I got one recommendation. Uh, my sister turned me on to a new show, Netflix, called Easy. E A S Y. It is. It's like a 30 minute. It's a comedy. It's like relationship comedy. But it's it's kind of like similar to like Black Mirror, where it's new actors, new characters, new everything each episode. So you don't have to start it at season one, episode one. You can start anywhere and, and, and watch them. But uh, I haven't watched many of them yet, but what I've seen has been just phenomenal. Yeah, hilarious. Okay. Oh, so this is a comedy. Yes, yes. We need comedies. And it's, it's relationship humor. Husband, wife, you know, that kind of stuff. So very good, very good. Is it is it watched with your spouse or? or? Oh yes, yes, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's it's it is adult themed. All right, I will so. definitely. I, I could after my very depress, after my de- depressing recommendations, <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. go home and watch a comedy. <laughs> 
<laughs> Try to end on a positive. Right. <laughs> okay, so so I'll toss one out too. That what you got? A podcast that I listened to that that I like because it's very humorous. It's politics in a humorous way. It's called Love It or Leave It. It's part of the um, the Pod Save America or Crooked Media. Okay. Uh, family of podcasts, and you know, to me, it kind of wrestles with with you know the weekend shit that we've all kind of had to live through but puts it in a in a comedic kind of spin that helps you survive it so that's that's been a good podcast it pissed me off last week but that will we'll save that for the next oh, uh, for the next episode all right well uh, as always ask an atheist send us the questions you got any questions send them to us at uh, godlessheathens at yahoo.com or tweet us. Yeah, just shoot us an email. Uh, you can also uh, tweet at us or, or or Twitter at us. I'm not I'm not down with the lingo. Tweet, 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 at, us. tweet, tweet at us. Tweet yeah. at us. As yeah. a bird does. And that is uh, Godless Pod, at Godless Podcast. Facebook group still still in the works. Not uh, has not officially launched. Oh, okay. You can catch us on iTunes, uh, Google Play Music, your favorite pod catcher app. As always, leave a rating, leave a review, give us a like. Share Give us a plus. Whatever it is you do on that particular uh, app that you're playing e- with. Email is open to ask an atheist. Yeah, do that. And Jesus, you're still... Yeah, what's uh, the word? You're, you you are our email master. You are the master of the account. Jesus yeah. Jesus does not email. He's not e- No emails from no, Jesus yet. No emails from right, well, Jesus. Well, he doesn't have the app or what? He doesn't... Have an I, I think when he's when he's ready, he doesn't have to send no. us an email. Yeah, that's, what, show that's up. what the fourth just, chair is for. Just show there's right a chair. There, right there. there is a chair. chair. We need to take a picture of that. Put that on the somewhere. Yeah. All right. What one is, of our many platforms. Put, put it on one of the websites <laughs> that we'll Jesus that, will tweet see. Tweet that chair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as always, open invitation. Come on down. We'll be here two weeks from tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all come back now. You yeah. Here. Cool. <laughs> And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. All right. Ciao. Good night. Shoot him with my gun He made me mad The devil's bad The devil is a bum But the devil is my friend The devil is my friend Wherever I go The devil will go The devil is my friend And Godzilla is my friend Godzilla is my friend Wherever I go Godzilla go Godzilla is my friend And Shredenko was my friend And Brezhnev was my friend And Andrew Bob He just popped up Now Gorbachev is my friend And Frank Sinatra is my friend Someone met at the party and the devil is my friend And the devil is my friend